You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is George Vulgaris. I'm here with uh, Dr. Panayotis Pamidis. Uh, Dr. Pamidis is uh, an assistant professor of medical education informatics at the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki. He is leading the working group of uh, medical education informatics at the medical school at the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki and he has been the coordinator of many large European projects and um, as well as the principal investigator for a number of national and international funded projects. Um, in 2009, he was awarded the prize of the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki's uh, research committee for the best track record in funded research projects among uh, the university's young academic staff. He has been the chairman and organizer of several international conferences and the conference producer of the Medical Education Informatics Conference. And he is a member of the advisory board for the Open Knowledge Foundation and founding member of uh, the foundation's Greek chapter. Uh, Professor Bamidi, welcome. Uh, thank you for the invitation, first of all, and congratulations for your nice work. Thank you. It's thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It's great to have you here, indeed. So, um, uh, you, you are, you're busy with more than one uh, topics and more than one subjects at the moment. Uh, so, uh, please uh, give us a brief 10,000 feet overview of uh, the main topics, the main areas of research that uh, uh, you're working on at the moment. Okay, all of our interests stem from the use of technologies in the medical sector, in the healthcare sector, mm -hmm. uh, be it at uh, the health services or the uh, health education or the health research per se, medical or clinical research. For the uh, kind of uh, talk you are interested in today, we can uh, actually focus on uh, two or three topics, whatever mm -hmm. the time will permit. Uh, we'll start with uh, the first one, which is the use of uh, technologies and, in fact, uh, mobile technologies for uh, elderly healthcare. Mm -hmm. uh, elderly, as you know, once we grow up, <laughs> after mm -hmm. some time, for instance, after the 30th uh, annual, uh, the, the 30th uh, birthday, we start declining. Our functional capacity and our uh, cognitive capacity start declining. But it really gets serious after we get uh, older than 65 years. And uh, it's one of the most uh, severe issues uh, and topics today, uh, how to manage all this uh, decline of uh, cognition and decline of uh, body capacity and body fitness, uh, mm -hmm. as well as all the rest of the problems that then uh, become diseases like Alzheimer's disease or dementia or depression, geriatric depression and all these things. The fact is that um, the more we live, the more we get uh, to know all these problems and therefore, uh, for instance, uh, the dementia and Alzheimer's have got uh, epidemic dimensions in the, in mm -hmm. the recent uh, mm -hmm. years uh, and it becomes a problem of society, a huge sort of spending and therefore everybody is concerned. So what can we do? There is no pharmaceutical uh, treatment, there is no therapy. Here is where technology has been involved in the last few years. We start, uh, we started back in the uh, 2008 to design systems that can uh, technologically assist the cognitive and the physical training of people. In other words, to practice or train their bodies and minds so that uh, they uh, revert this cognitive decline and they don't get into mm -hmm. dementia uh, circles. And, uh, Uh, so we designed specially, uh, especially for the elderly games uh, that can uh, be attractive and they can be um, uh, usable 
and user friendly that is uh, and these games are sort of um, trying to train as I mentioned earlier the body and the mind of the elderly people we have now moved into new technologies and um, making these games to be applicable into mobile devices, tablets, smart uh, phones, mm -hmm. smart TVs, uh, so that people can use them uh, from anywhere. Home, um, uh, elderly center, uh, community center, wherever. And um, what is uh, sort of very sort of specific about our own research on that is that we have not only produced or uh, collected different technology bits and pushed them together to work together in an integrated way, uh, but also managed to pilot them in quite a few hundreds of people and prove that they are effective. So we have uh, run trials over the last uh, four or five years uh, in um, many countries apart from Greece, but mainly for my own group, uh, Greece. Mm -hmm. And we have proved that if elderly people are using those uh, technologies, those gamings, combining physical and cognitive activity and, and training uh, for uh, uh, a number of uh, sessions, uh, in our case we sort of ask them to practice these for two months, almost every day, for an hour, we have proved that these are effective. They sort of uh, improve their cognitive status, they improve their physical status, their brain is reorganized as we can monitor from electroencephalographic mm. recordings. Their networks are already organized in uh, uh, their brains and uh, their quality of life also improves. What is also important to mention here is that uh, they seem to be avoiding depression as well as uh, the, these uh, pre-mentioned symptoms. Uh, because uh, we have seen that uh, the thing, the, the things they use, these games, the, these systems, make them happier. Mm -hmm. So it is important to realize that uh, the change of mood is very sort of uh, specific and important yeah. for the elderly. So it's it's interesting to to combine the the, the terms uh, gaming technology and elderly people in the same discussion, which is something that we don't. Uh, I mean, normal people don't have. Yeah, don't. No. don't tend to combine those three words but normally why would you know games would be played by kids but these uh, yeah, grown up kids but it's actually uh, two things here so first of all uh, having said that the, the 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 fact that it sounds a bit weird to combine those words uh, at first um uh, as far as i know um uh, the silver age as they say uh, target group is is uh, as far as i know underserved at the moment in terms of uh, solutions and uh, applications and products towards them in general and I, uh, if i remember correctly there um, there's at, at least one major easy backed initiative which uh, uh, targeting exactly this uh, group right the AAL if i recall correctly the uh, yeah now uh, it has a different jargon name it, it's called uh, the european initiative on active and healthy aging all right and uh, the AAL the ambient assisted living <laughs> is a, the last decade term all right <laughs> let's okay say. but uh, it's the same thing it's uh, mm -hmm. how technology can assist uh, people to live uh, as we call it in uh, in our science in ecologically valid way <laughs> i means it, it, without changing their own daily environment to introduce in an unobtrusive way technologies that yeah. can assist them and uh, uh, you know, improve their lives basically. But the important thing is here that uh, we need evidence, and uh, um, from our group, uh, evidence has been produced. That's what I'm uh, uh, 
telling you and also we need systems that can uh, be uh, used by the elderly users because we can uh, make any kind of technology mm. but if technology is not usable by these kinds of users or is irrelevant to their own benefit then it's going to be useless on total. Pre- precisely. So it's interesting actually that there are so many fancy long words to describe how to use technology to make your life better without messing up your life basically. Yeah. Uh, so uh, going back to your uh, your project and your research, so um, what you're building right now, this, this um, gamified experience, um, the, the gamified training experience for the elderly, is this um, aimed primarily as a consumer uh, offering or as something that will be used by healthcare practitioners, for example, to help the elderly people? Both. Uh, at the moment, uh, we are in the uh, phase two, as I will say, the of, uh, of our own work. We have produced the evidence, we have produced the systems. Phase two is to exploit the research results. Mm-hmm. So we have built the infrastructures uh, from the university and from all the collaborators that uh, we have uh, worked with in the project. Uh, to exploit it commercially, yes, you know, if I can use the word commercially here, because not only, you know, to make money, but also to offer the society a useful product. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we uh, sort of uh, offer this uh, service uh, to either individual customers and interested parties. I can buy it from my parent, yeah, I can yeah. donate it to somebody else, or I can use it like, on my own, but also to other organizations like uh, municipalities, mm. uh, social care centers, um, uh, organizations that are interested in elderly care, etc. And many of these uh, expressed their interest in the past, but some of these have already purchased this service. Yeah. I mean, there is yeah. a municipality of Holargos, for instance, in Athens, who are using it already. Okay. And we are hoping to expand uh, to uh, quite a few different uh, centers uh, in the next uh, year. Interesting. I mean, uh, this, w- what you just said also, uh, I think, underlines this other trend that we see uh, of um, healthcare technologies and, and new products that are trying to exploit alternative business models from just waiting from state Absolutely. money or from uh, from funding, uh, which is also uh, quite interesting. So uh, you mentioned to me earlier on another project which relates uh, relates to kids this time, not yeah. really. We go to the other extreme. <laughs> Let's go to the other extreme. Yeah. Uh, we have similar problems when something is not going on well with uh, the development uh, of, of our minds. And uh, there is this problem we often see in kids that they have attention deficits or hyperactivity, as it's called disorders. There is a specific jargon name called ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, that mm-hmm. is. And uh, the, these kids have sort of abnormal behavior. They cannot concentrate. They cannot study. They cannot, uh, you know, basically their parents, uh, if it comes very severe, they cannot stand with them, you know. <laughs> And mm-hmm. um, so uh, we have a project called WAM, mm-hmm. uh, which is trying to build uh, uh, devices and systems that can allow people to monitor these kids and register their behaviors. And we are developing at the moment a mobile app, uh, which can be used by uh, parents, by educators, and also by health professionals, mm-hmm. and uh, monitor the daily activities of a kid uh, in a user-friendly way by using our mobile devices and touch uh, screens and uh, yeah. sort of all the uh, easy-to-use gadgets as we know them from the smart uh, phone. Uh, to register whether the kid is uh, shouting, uh, if yeah, it's yeah. upset, uh, if he's staring outside without listening to us or whatever, uh, or not sleeping or sleeping, whatever. And this is uh, something which will be very useful for the health professional to evaluate either the progress of the kid 
or in fact the the very progress of the treatment if there is any treatment and therapy that uh, is applied to the specific kid at the moment this information it all becomes subjective mm-hmm. because it is based on uh, questions and interviews that the parents are giving to the health professionals yeah we are not trying to get the questionnaires or the interviews with parents out of the way but we are just trying to make it more objective by fusing information that will be collected by a tool uh, by use of them and the educators, etc. Mm-hmm. So we are actually expanding the collection of data for the kid for the benefit of their own kid. So uh, that's uh, extremely interesting uh, indeed. Um, uh, Professor Bamidis, unfortunately, I have a bad reputation about going over my time. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I would like, however, to just for you to say just a couple of words about the the, the third uh, research that the third topic that we uh, uh, chatted about earlier on and that relates to body machine interfaces that you're uh, doing at the moment just a couple of words about it before we wrap up in the past we have built a system which is a robotic hand one of our uh, students has built a robotic hand which can mimic uh, uh, movements of the hand uh, mm-hmm. that we have it would be nice if we can uh, sort of utilize this kind of hand in the people for people's uh, for, for the benefit of people that cannot move actually their hand so at the moment what we are trying to do is uh, try to connect this uh, robotic arm with our with the mind mm-hmm. so the mind the mind will control in, in an imaginary way that the hand is moving and the robotic arm will be moving so the next few months we are sort of trying to install uh, experiments where we will ask people to think of moving a hand and the robotic arm will be moving if we manage to uh, fuse these two systems together the robotic arm and the Yes, it's called a brain-computer interface. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we can apply it to also uh, people that are having problems because of uh, an accident or because of uh, any other kind of uh, um, problem. Uh, to you know, to people that cannot move their hands at mm-hmm. least, and uh, they are patients we have a, a good collaboration with the neurosurgery clinic in the Ahipa hospital in Thessaloniki and uh, we are hoping that in the next two years we are going to make something useful for these patients that's it's indeed fascinating we had a, a, an interview yesterday with professor bin he from uh, the university of minnesota and he's doing some work i mean he was uh, demonstrating actually uh, a short time ago uh, how they had um, they were able to control the helicopter and, and actually uh, drive it, uh, navigate it through obstacles uh, using just brain waves as the interface. So it's uh, it's really fascinating to hear that there are like parallels and uh, with the research that is being done here in Greece and uh, in in, uh, in Thessaloniki. Uh, so that's indeed very impressive and very interesting, uh, Professor Bamidis. Thank you very much for your time and for being here today. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Thank you again. This is George Vulgaris for Tech Talks Central from MobiHealth 2014. You're listening to Tech Talks Central 